Even more here, back with another episode of the bonus series that I've created for Write a New Song a Week for a Year Song Challenge. And this song, I have to say, I'm not sure if any, if you're going to like it. <laughs> you may not have liked any of the songs, but I'm not sure if this one will, is necessarily palatable, easy listening. I wouldn't call it easy listening, but I have found it very healing. I've been listening to the backing track and using it as a meditation tool. And it's quite dynamic in that sense that it's got these tribal influenced drum, you know, almost Native American in feel, but definitely a tribal feel, feel to the layers of the drums, the toms and the snare and the bongos and the, you know they're all interacting together um, with this very highly repetitive in fact it's all highly repetitive the music and that came because I was watching this documentary with Felakuti and though the song is nothing really like his music at all one of the things that really stood out well many things in the documentary but one of the things that really stood out is one of the guests saying the first time he heard Felakuti, he was like, why is this song so long? <laughs> you know, this was at a time when people were releasing three-minute pop, and they still do. But even more so in the when Felakuti was at his height in the 70s and 80s. And um, he was set, putting out these 15, 30-minute long songs that were all about repetition and about reconnecting with African heritage and, you know, that drum beat and the creating his own structure because originally he was doing high life and then he moved from doing high life to writing deeper, more progressive lyrics and his music evolved and some of his songs could go on for such a long time and he would just keep repeating the parts. And this is what this guy was saying that some of the musicians weren't allowed to alter any part. He would write the part. And they would have to play that part all the way through with no deviation. So that got me thinking, you know. And I didn't go into it thinking I'm just going to write a song with repetitive parts. I just went into it thinking I'm going to do something I feel like I've never done before. I'm going to use instruments I don't normally use. So there's this uh, guitar with spacey vibes in it. And I knew I wanted to use guitar. Because I don't really use that in my music. And I love guitar, you know kind of a rocky, psychedelic space vibe to the guitar. And so I started off there and tried to then build the beat around that. And as I was building the beat around that, I realized that I didn't want to, or the song didn't want to be changed to, here's the verse and here's the chorus and here's the bridge and here's the pre-chorus. No, this was all rhythm. This was all rhythmic. And I really had no idea what I was going to put on top of that, but I just went with it. And it became this epic, eight-minute long piece. Will you listen to all of it? I don't know. It's not for me to say. You might listen to a minute and go, that's not for me. Or you might listen to it as I did and find it quite hypnotic 
and different and uh, empowering, actually. I find it quite empowering to be so outside the box. As I shared a preview on um, my Instagram, and I don't think I got one like. <laughs> Literally no one liked it. And I had a mild panic attack because even if, you know, in the past, there might be little engagement, but at least one person would like. And I still didn't change it. You know, it's like the onus was on me to then go, oh, people don't like it. That must mean it's something, there's something wrong with it. I really need to change it. And it could just be the mix. You know, sometimes you can play things and some songs are best heard on headphones. This one is definitely one where you can pick up all all the vibe, all the sound if you've got a set of headphones. And if you're just listening on your phone or your laptop out loud, you might not hear the richness of it. So I acknowledged all of that was happening. But it did. I had a knot in my gut. and I thought, well, that's what this song challenge is about. Am I writing this music from a place of authenticity, inspiration, genuine desire to grow as a creator, as a songwriter? as a musician, as a person who honors her heart, or am I going to be worried about whether people like it and engage with it? Maybe they will, maybe they won't. So this song brought up all of that. So by the time I got the repetition, it was only three minutes long. I thought, oh, well, you know, that's a, that's a good song, song length. But somehow I looked into this uh, book I'd written, and in there was this prose poem. And this prose poem has been haunting me for years. There's something about this poem that is so out there, so not um, the right thing to be writing about. It's called A Letter to the Beloved, and it's a letter to the inner beloved, to the divine, to God. And I wrote it when I was so deep in the midst of my spiritual journey. I felt alienated from everything and everyone. I was very strong on the neo-advaita, non-duality path. And I was in this non-dual, all this world is an illusion type space. And what is always real, always true. And I was really in the midst of that. And this prose poem arose out of that as a letter to the beloved. And even parts of it, I was reading, I thought, oh, I can't put that bit in. Oh, no, I can't put that in that. Oh, no, no, so-and-so wouldn't approve. And I was censoring, you know. But what I ended up doing was just taking the pieces that felt right and just opened the poem and just played the music and just started reading. And my mind or my heart or my spirit found the pieces of the poetry that fit the song and fit the structure. But they weren't going to be condensed because it's a two or three page prose poem. And if I'd read the whole poem, it would be a three-hour song. So, <laughs> But it, I took out essential parts of it. And it's like those merged with this track. They're very different. The poem's very different. The track's very different. It's got this rhythmic, haunting, almost obsessive energy to it. And that's what the poem is about, this obsessive love for the beloved. I'd rather rest in you, be with you be smothered by your presence, by your grace, then deal with the the changing world, the highs and lows of love that constantly changes, that's full of I love you, I hate you type energy, you know, and 
and finding all that to be a real emotional mess that I wanted no part of. So that's what the, the track is about, and that's why I think I found it so powerful to use in my meditation, because without the poem on top, it puts me into my space. So, yeah, it's a very a new path, a new direction for me to take this track. And I hope you feel where I'm going with it. I hope you can hear what I'm saying about that Felakuti influence of there's something about rhythmic repetition that sucks you in, even if you don't necessarily like it when you first start hearing it. As you keep going, it hooks you in. So maybe it will do that for you because it certainly did it for me. And this journey, this write a new song a week for a year challenge is taking me on an inner journey that is quite remarkable. And if I continue to do what I'm doing, which is let each new song create itself, let each new song tell me what it is, and let me follow that inspiration and that direction. And if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. Then that's the way it has to be. I'm not doing it for likes. I'm doing it as a journey, as a growth tool, and to improve my skills, my abilities, you know, to step outside the box and be an original. And that's really what I love to be, an original. So who knows where this song will end up and what might happen with it or not. But I know for me, it's a major turning point in how I write songs, how I write music, how I think of music. So I really thank Felakuti for that inspiration. And I really thank this prose poem for taking me to this place. And I really am grateful for how it has helped me in my meditative moments to really tap into something that's very different, very unique, very original. It's called In Her Space, and it's a play on the word inner, and it's in her space, all one word, I-N-H-E-R, in her space, because this person is in her space, connecting with the beloved, with the divine, with the creator, and making that her absolute priority happy in her space with all these discordant notes and discordant rhythms meshing together into one whole. So that's enough talking onto the track and I will see you next time. There's a Heart Talks coming up next Friday with a lady called Gemma Lonsdale. She's got an amazing story having survived cancer twice and shares her amazing story on the Heart Talks of how that traumatic experience is helping her to grow and heal and inspire her practices and her work. So I hope you look out for that. That will be on the 21st of May. Okay. Until next time then. Bye.
old ways And yet I have not found a way to remain in you Remain with you that I am.